All right, welcome. It is Bowerly News Radio 930 WBEN, and uh, this is the uh, most requested show that I get if I see somebody out in public, especially around this time of year, but it can happen at any time of the year. Oh, when are you doing the ghost show where you guys call in and tell us real stories of how you have been haunted? Sometimes you've heard things, sometimes you've seen things, sometimes both. Sometimes it's just freaky stuff that has taken place, uh, like the Ouija board thing, supposedly, with Sarah spelling out her name on the Ouija board. I've never heard a story about a Ouija board that didn't end, well, I've never heard one that uh, ended up good. I'll put it that way. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN, the uh, phone numbers. The only thing I ask you is that uh, no story starts off with, I was asleep and... Because to me, that just demolishes the credibility of the story from the get-go. And I have a photograph, and there's an orb over my grandfather. No, it, it, it's, it's dust. It's a bug. It's nothing supernatural. It happens. 803-0930, star 930, and 1-800-616-WBEN. Let's go back to the calls. Uh, get everybody on as fast as possible. And uh, telephonically is the only way to contact me. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Russell in Middleport, you are on. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Yes, sir. Uh, so about five years ago, uh, we bought the house that we're in now. And uh, it's very old. It was built in 1820. And um, when we were renovating the house, and one day, uh, I was standing close to the doorway between our kitchen and our living room. And my son, who was a little over three at the time, and my wife were upstairs. And I was, I was working on something. I don't remember what. But I was looking down, and I, I felt her go past me, my wife. I felt her go past me, and I saw the shadow on the wall as she walked by. And I, I said, oh, hey, honey, what are you doing? And I didn't get an answer. And so I looked up into the kitchen, and I saw the shadow of a man with a long coat and a hat on. And I said, um, excuse me. And the shadow walked out of the light, and I didn't see it anymore. And my wife comes down the stairs, and she goes, honey, what, what, who are you talking to? And I said, I could have sworn that you just walked past me. I felt you walked past me and everything. And she goes, oh. And I said, what? She goes, well... Did you see anything? And I said, well, I saw a shadow. And she says, was it a man? And I said, well, yeah, it looked like the shadow that I saw looked like a man with a long coat and a hat on. And she goes, I've been seeing that, too. And so over the course of the next few days, we were talking about things that we had seen and experienced, things falling that didn't make any sense. You know, normally things will fall and you just attribute it to, oh, yeah, I set it too close to an edge or something. But we have that happen a lot. And then a few days after that incident, my son, like I said, he was about three, three and a half at the time. He started telling us stories about in the middle of the night, he would get visited by what he called black and white mommy and daddy. What? Black and, and white ask, mommy and daddy? Yeah. So we would ask him, you know, what do you mean by that? And he goes, in the middle of the night, my other parents come to play with me and hug me in the middle of the night. 
and we had the hair stand up on the back of our necks. What are you talking about? And he goes, no, black and white mommy and daddy, they, they don't look like you, but they come and they play with me and, and give me hugs in the middle of the night. Okay, now my first reaction to that is uh, your son was dreaming. I, it's very possible, but it's, an, it's enough to give you the chills. Did, did your son describe uh, what they looked like any more than black and white mommy and daddy? Not, not in great detail. How long ago was this? This was, uh, let's see, he's, he's just turned eight now, so this was, you know. Five years ago. You still live in the same house? We do, absolutely. So have you thought about maybe setting up uh, inside security cameras to see if you can catch anything on tape? Uh, I haven't done that, no, just because it, I mean, it really doesn't bother us very much. We, we're actually very interested in the history. We've done a lot of research on the previous owners and who you know built our house. Well, um, it, I think it would be cool if you got a security if you got a security camera image of this guy in the hat and the long coat. If you had an image of that, so when when you say you felt it walk by, what did it feel like? You know. Um, it's hard. It, it's not like I got bumped into, but, you know, when somebody walks by very closely, and it's part of the reason why I thought it was my wife. She was pregnant at the time, and, um, you know, she would have to turn sideways to go past me through a doorway or whatever. And uh, so I just I, I felt a gentle rubbing up against me and breeze as someone would walk by. Oh, you felt a rubbing. Wow, that's that's super interesting. Um what an interesting story. You're wide awake. This happened. Your wife has also seen it. Do, do you still have experiences in that home? You still live there. It's been five years since that one. What happens now? Well, I mean, I've never had anything that strong since then. I, I do see shadows now and then. And it was just the other night. It was the middle of the night. It was probably, I don't know, 3.30. I had had some indigestion. I was awake. And I heard this massive slamming noise like something fell over. And so I'm going from room to room in the house. I'm trying to figure out what it was. And um, my son had a little, uh, it's a Pac-Man game. It's a little miniature Pac-Man game. Uh, it looks like the old arcade games, but it's a miniature size. And it had been sitting in the middle of the table, and it was five feet away on the floor. Whoa. Whoa. Did the game survive? It did. It Luckily, it did. But I... Who knows? Uh, I wonder what the, I mean, okay, let's presume this was paranormal. Let's presume this was a ghost. Why would a ghost want to knock something off a table when you've got indigestion? Is that is that a ghost saying, <laughs> hey, pay some attention to me. Hey, I'm here. How come you can't see me? Let me do something to get your attention. I need your help. I mean, is it possible that these things just need our help because they don't know they're dead? I I can't answer you. I, I am far from a paranormal researcher. Well, I mean, nobody nobody's ever going to know. I mean, that's that's a, it's an unanswerable question. But it just I just wonder was it trying to get your attention, and if so, why try to get attention? And if you really want attention, why not fully materialize? It's a good question. See, these are these are this is why I do these shows. Maybe somebody will have an answer for us. Um, that's a great story, Russell. But dude, if you ever set up security cameras inside your house and you capture anything, please let us know. 
I will be sure to. Absolutely. Russell, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. All right. How many of you have seen shadows in your home of people wearing clothes that aren't exactly contemporary? Now, the kid in bed playing with black and white mommy and daddy, I don't know what to say about that other than I have to go back to my initial premise that any story that starts off with I was asleep or I was in bed and such and such happened, I have to dismiss it out of principle, although... I, I do wonder if kids are able to see things that we as adults are not able to see. And then we lose our gift or our ability after a while once we're told what to believe. Um, this is uh, Jim in North Tonawanda, not that Jim. Jim, you're on WBEN. Hello. Not that Jim, no. Um, how you doing? Great. Uh, we, in the year, in the two, year 2000, we lived in Connecticut in a three-family, well, th- um, three-story house in town plot in Waterbury, Connecticut. And uh, there's a fire escape in the back. It was all enclosed. Now, uh, my son was born in 2000. Two years later, he'd be running around the house and everything, and I'd be sitting watching TV in the front um, living room facing a porch towards the street, and he'd be running back towards the back of the house to the fire escape. There's a, a hallway that went to the fire escape. Well, and, and a, a door blocking the, well, blocking the way to the fire escape. So he'd run back and forth. Well, one day he's running back and forth, and all of a sudden he stops. He's staring at the back door. And he runs back and jumps in my lap, and I go, what's the matter? He goes, man. I go, what man? He goes, man in hallway. I jump up, I'm the hair standing on my neck, I jump up, I'm ready to go, I look, there's nobody there. I go, Audie, where is he? He's gone. Okay. So we go back to watching TV. Jim, I want to hear the rest of this story because I love the way you're telling this story, but just a quick question. Did you name your son after the war hero, Audie Murphy? Ah, interesting. Okay, hold on. Uh, we have to go to traffic on News Radio 930 WBEN. We'll get back to Jim and your calls at 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. The annual ghost extravaganza, Jim in uh, North Tonawanda. So Jim has a little boy, and little boy jumped into his lap and said, man, in hallway. And Jim stands up. There was no man in the hallway. And let's pick up the story from there. Um, I go back to watching TV. He's sitting there on my, on my lap watching TV with me, and to the left is a big picture window overlooking the first floor porch, the roof of the first, first floor porch. And he all of a sudden looks out the window, jumps off my lap, and he's got his face planted in the window looking like he's tracking something. All of a sudden, he tears out of the living room into the kitchen, which uh, there's another hallway that used to be the the joining porch to that roof. And he's looking out that window. And then I said to him, I said, Audie, what's the matter? He goes, there's a man on the porch. I go, what? He goes, man on the porch. What's he look like? He goes, dark man. 
and I'm, and again, the hair stood up on my neck. I'm going, okay, Adi, what's going on? He goes, a, a black man. He called. He said black um, is is a dark man. Would visit him in the middle of the night and say that he's there to protect the family. And then there it, was, it was. Is this and, was this the same fellow that your son saw on the porch? Yes. Did do we have a name for this guy? No, he doesn't. Uh, when's the last time he's been cited? Um, 2004. We moved from Connecticut to here. Oh. Yeah, and we just happened to be joking around. We said, "Well, it's too bad your um, dark man couldn't come with us." And he said, no, he wanted to, but he can't, he can't. He has to stay. That's that's really, really interesting. Um, I I wonder, what do you think's going on there, Jim? I mean, do you believe that your son has some kind of uh, magical ability or supernatural uh, paranormal ability to talk with a, uh, a dead spirit that is lingering around a house to protect your family for some reason? And if it was to protect your family... He should have moved with you. He's shirking his ghost duties. He ought to be doing ghost stuff. Well, you touched on it before. You said that um, kids tend to see things that we somehow just block out as we get older. And I think that's him. He's very open to seeing things. But I mean, there, there's uh, uh, there, there's no reason to believe that uh, there's anything going on that shouldn't be with your son. No, no. Totally normal young man. Well, uh, you know what? That that is super interesting. But you look out the window. Your son sees the black man, the shadow man, uh, right. in the uh, in uh, on the patio. You're looking, and you don't see him. No. Man, I. There's no physical trace of them. Like, it was a nor'easter. Um, there was, like, maybe a foot of snow on the roof, uh, and, and there was no physical evidence, no. No footprints, nothing like that? No. He was tracking this thing, though. He tore ass out of the, of the living room and went after it, and it's like, Audie, what's going on? And he says, man, and it's like, oh, my God, what man, you know? And, and he was about how old when this happened? Um, Two. And this is in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut. Yes. Well, you know, I think it would be interesting if you wrote to the address where you used to live and asked the people who now live there, have you had any unusual experiences? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I was thinking about that, but... I think you should. I wish you would, because that would be super cool. Track them down on Facebook. Stalk them. I'll do that. All right. Thank you very much. See, that's, that's something that, that interests me greatly, is... If the building in which you used to live was haunted and you know that you had a ghost experience there, how many of you have actually written to the people who live there now just saying, hey, uh, just kind of curious, uh, anything happened at uh, the old house there that might be a little paranormal? Um, because that adds such credence to the story because then you have multiple witnesses, different years, different families, not conniving with one another to come up with some made-for-TV movie. I would love to know if anybody has ever, ever done that. And again, folks, I've seen some incredible technology. I've seen and photographed projected images, which are known in military parlance as phantom bogeys. I've seen those. 
I've seen um, stealth personnel gear, which is like invisibility stuff. I've seen that, broke that technology, but I've never seen a ghost. I've never seen one. I wish I had, but I, I ain't seen one. Seen some really cool things in my life. Might not have thought they were cool at the time before I knew what they were, but I've seen some really interesting things, but I've never seen a ghost. 803-0930 is the phone number, star 930 on the cell phone, and 1-800-616-WBEN. I, I literally went from knowing nothing about m modern camouflage to actually being able to descant with some authority on stealth personnel gear and its history and development. Um, yeah. I probably know more about it than any civilian on the planet. True story. Uh-huh. Welcome. It is Powerly News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, one of the things I like about doing this show is you guys um, turn me on to stuff that I ordinarily would have no idea actually existed. I put a photo up on the Bowerly and WBEN Facebook page of, uh, I'm going to call it Stick Figure Digital Ghost. And I've never seen anything like it before. And I don't know, I, I did not know what I was supposed to be looking at. It just looks like a stick figure, uh, a digital stick figure. Now, somebody was nice enough to comment on Facebook saying that Ghost Adventures has these kinds of images all the time. So I did a little quick uh, search during the news break, and sure enough, um, this actually happens. And I'm not sure the kind of technology that is involved, but the object, whatever it is you're seeing on my Facebook page, um, this is not unusual in the world of ghost hunting. If uh, somebody can explain to me what it is supposed to be, I'd like to know. I don't know that I've spent a lot of time watching ghost adventures, but look at the picture on the page, Bowerly and WBEN, and if you can get through, I'd like to know what the people at Ghost Adventures, the experts on ghosts, have to say these things are. Because to me, it looks like, you know, it looks like a computer glitch or uh, some kind of digital uh, artifact. But apparently people catch these things all the time, but I, I don't know exactly what they are or what they're supposed to be. Maybe you can tell me. Uh, let's go to Heather in Wales on WBEN. Heather, you are on Hello. Hello, Tom. How are you? Yes, ma'am. Great day. A little cold. Um, but... Hey, great topic. Well, this is the most requested show all year long. You guys live for this show. I'm rather fond of it. We do. Uh, back in 1989, my great-grandma passed away. My great-grandma used to buy from Avon a rose lotion that she used to wear every single day on her body. Her house smelled of it. Since she has passed away, if I'm having a rough day, that smell comes around me. You can't buy that lotion anymore, but I can smell her on very bad days. Um, how do we know, or why, why do you think that this isn't some trick of the mind? Which it could be, but the odor is very unique. The smell was very unique. And I've never smelt it because I've tried to buy it anywhere, some kind of smell. And anything that I open that's, that is labeled rose doesn't come close to what she wore. Has, has anybody you've been around smelled it at the same time as you have? My mother. 
Oh, okay. So we do have a corroborating uh, nose witness. Yes. And what, did, yes. what does your mom say? She says the same thing. She goes, I never wanted to say anything because, you know, I don't know. And I said, well, I personally think it's her. I think it's her letting us know because we, her and I both, I mean, I, when I was little, I stayed at my great-grandma's house a lot. And I was extremely close. So I, I really honestly believe that it's her letting me know that she's still. And whenever I go to a psychic, they're always like, who's that little old lady with salt and pepper hair, curly salt and pepper hair? That was my great-grandma. Well, of course, see, uh, uh, that situation, at a certain age, everybody is going to have a little old lady with silver hair in their lives. Yeah, but this, the way they describe her, you, you kind of know it. You kind of know it was her. Well, have they ever mentioned the rose smell, or have they missed that? Uh, I don't think they've ever said anything about that. See, I find that curious, because I would expect somebody of your presumed age to know quite a number of people who fit that description, but the psychics ought to be picking up on the rose smell. If you and your mother pick up on the rose smell, the psychics ought to be. Yeah, True. I'm, I'm just saying, next time you go to a psychic, say, do you smell anything? And if they say cabbage and carnies, run. That's scary. That's a good idea. Yeah, I would definitely do that. But uh, kind of cool that the – and, you know, smells are not, um, are not that unusual. Smells are a very strong – uh, create very strong memory pathways in our brains. Smell uh, the olfactory sense. We often overlook it, but there are some things that you smell as a little kid, and you smell them again when you're a grown up, and it just takes you up. back to being a little kid. Yeah, true. It's, it's. I mean, I could, I could understand if it was something she was cooking all the time, but it, it just, it's just weird that it's a perfume. It's a, it's a lotion. I don't know. Well, uh, that's that's very, very, uh, very interesting. I just uh, wonder if my great-grandkids are going to say, hey, it's Astroglide. Grandpa must be here. Um, Grandpa's mouth. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. I resemble that remark. Um, very, okay, that, that's really interesting. How many other people have had experiences with smells? Now, one of the things you got to look out for is this. If there was a smoker in your house, and there's wallpaper in your house, and you're taking the wallpaper down, you're going to smell, in all likelihood, cigarette or especially cigar smoke. That stuff, I swear, stays in the walls for years. Um, and I, I was wondering earlier if any of you doing household renovations have had any ghosts whatsoever. And I've told you, as long as I've been doing this show, the house in which I live has absolutely no paranormal activity, absolutely no ghosts or spirit energy whatsoever. And I know you're going to think I'm weird when I say this, but sometimes, not all the time, sometimes I have a sixth sense for certain things. Um and when I walked into the house I now own, I j it was totally clear of anything that was going to be a problem. Some houses, and look, if you house shop enough, you know what I'm talking about. Some houses you walk in, and they, they've just got a really bad energy to them. And I can't explain it. It's not logical. It's not rational. But there were houses I walked in. They were perfectly fine houses, but I didn't much care for the energy until I found the house in which I now live and I walked in and literally within 
probably a minute or less, I knew that was the house I was going to buy. Is that weird or is that weird? And I've driven by it a million times, and uh, I've done a lot of work to it. But even doing a lot of work to the house, never had any hauntings whatsoever. Nothing. And it was built almost 100 years ago. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Here is uh, James in Elma. Jim, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Tom. Uh, as I was explaining to your screener, uh, my wife uh, retired as a doctor, and one of her patients came in. And I did send you the photo, but I hope you get it, um, emailed you. Uh, but this patient uh, had to, she bought a new TV and um, had to take it for insurance purposes, had to take a picture of it. And this is going back in the day where we didn't have the cameras. Uh, so the film was developed, came back. She saw this image in her TV. The TV was not on when she took the picture. She went out uh, next door to her neighbor and said, can you believe this? And the neighbor almost fell over and said, oh, my God, that's the man who used to live in your trailer, and he dropped dead. And he's, you know, he's been dead for a while. And the, the picture is pretty, pretty clear showing this man and her TV. Uh, I'm looking at the picture you sent right now. Apparently, um, Alistair Sim as um, as Ebenezer Scrooge uh, lived in that trailer. That's what it looks like. Yes, it does. But uh, the patient uh, told my wife, she says, no, this TV was not on. I had to take the picture for the insurance to send in because we just purchased this TV. Just out of curiosity, I, uh, the picture's in black and white. Why is that? Back in the day, <laughs> that's 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 the way we received it. My, you know, my, my wife got the picture of this, and uh, from the patient, and we just sent it. To what what you have is what we have. That's that's really interesting. I mean, obviously, if your wife is a physician, she should be familiar with the concept of matrixing uh, that we do as human beings when our brain sees shapes we try to put those shapes into a recognizable pattern okay well, well you're telling me more than i know but i i you know i i, I can see where you're saying that uh, you're probably thinking no she was watching uh you know a christmas carol but no, no, I, I don't think that. What I'm saying is I, I don't know if, uh, I mean, I, I don't know and I don't know anybody is going to know uh, that whether this is something in the TV or something on the TV screen that is actually the face of the guy who used to live there or is it something else being reflected in the screen, something on the other side of the room? Is it, is, is it a flashbulb going off when she was taking the, the, the photograph of the TV for the insurance? Well, I, I'm sure that that's, you know, back back then when, you know, the cameras were not, um, you know, uh, like we have today. I took the picture on the copy machine. Oh, okay. Uh, that's it. My, my wife just uh, just told me she put the picture on the copy machine to, to, so that we could send that, and then we took a picture of that to send to you. So, okay, what, what, what does your wife, the all-knowing doctor, what does she have to say about ghosts and the paranormal? I mean, is, oh. is, she, is she an MD? She's a firm believer of it, as I also explained to your, your screener. We, we took a trip up to Salem, Massachusetts, and we went into one of those reading places. I'm very doubtful of this stuff, but when my wife walked in, the woman 
she looked at her and said, you have an aura, like a massive aura around you. And then, of course, you know, she sat down for the readings and everything else. And uh, this almost described the thing that to a T, that she she looked at her hands and said, you're a healer. I can tell by the fact. And, and all sorts of things that she probably wouldn't, you know, my wife wouldn't have told her. Uh, is, is, your, is your wife uh, an MD? Uh, she's a chiropractor. Chiropractor. Um, very, she very. Her hands and said, "You have healing hands." You know. Yeah. Well, you know what? I, healing hands. Let me tell you something. That there is. This is not scientific at all. But I do believe that some people have healing hands more than other people do because there are certain uh, massage therapists who are absolutely amazing. And I know a little something about massage therapy. It's more than technique. It's more than pressure. There's something else going on. And some people have it. Most most people don't. Some people have it. And I'm sure it's the same thing with uh, chiropractors. I mean, when I go to Dr. Ken, um, he has... It's it's hard for me to say the words, Ken Monroe has healing hands, but he certainly does. Yeah. Uh, but she has... She has experienced um, some things as far as um, you know, seeing somebody or you know, in our house. And uh, I will tell you that, and I don't need to mention, but uh, her family was very famous with uh, sausage. Uh, it's very, very big in the uh, in the Buffalo area. And uh, her dad was head of the smoke shop. And I went down in the basement one day, and I could smell uh, pola sausage, fresh and smoked. And I came up, and uh, I said, that's weird, but we can you? And she says, oh, you smell it. And I said, yeah. I says, did you go out and buy some sausage? And, and she said, no. I think our father, my father, has come to visit. And this is not a room. This is not a place where he actually used to make the sausage. No, no, no. The sausage was done at a smoke shop. Well, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, wow. Uh, that actually in our home. Yeah, that's yeah. another smell story. That That's, I mean, and both of you have smelt it. Um, that's fascinating. Uh, that's a really cool story. Thank you very much. Uh, good okay. stuff. Thanks for sending the picture. I put it up on Facebook. Thank you, Tom. Have a nice night. All right. Thank you uh, kindly. Yeah, p- uh, put it on Facebook for your perusal. I mean, to me, it looks like uh, Ebenezer Scrooge, Alistair Sims. But the um, the thing about matrixing, basically what happens is our brains try to make sense out of the world. And if we see a pattern that we don't really recognize, our brains try to turn it into something we recognize. So sometimes your bra- your brain might turn something into a face, even though it's not really a face, because your brain is always trying to make sense of the world around us. I hope I did an okay job explaining that. Any neurologists who'd like to chime in or brain experts, uh, knock yourself out. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. Yeah, Alistair Sims' version of uh, Ebenezer Scrooge and A Christmas Carol, it is the only Christmas Carol worth watching. That movie has a magic to it that no other version of that happens to contain, okay? It 
is a it's about as close to a perfect movie as you're ever going to have. You know, you don't think of holiday movies as being in the same class, perhaps, as other movies, but I'd put it right in the same class, don't laugh, as The Godfather in terms of its production, the acting, the feeling of the movie. It is perfect. The lighting, it's magnificent. Sorry, I get off on tangents. Let's go to Jane in Buffalo on WBEN. Hello, Jane. Hi, Tom. What um, do you have for us, my dear? We had a very sweet cat named Money Penny, and she made it to be about 12 years old, and she got sick, and we had to have her, you know, euthanized. And maybe about a couple months after after that, I was sitting on the couch where I always sit next to my husband, who was in the recliner, and she used to like to just sit behind my head on the back of the couch, and I didn't hear anything, but I suddenly felt the depression in the couch behind me. I smelled her cat foodie breath, hmm. and I felt the warmth of her breath, and um, and I even felt her brush against my shoulder, and that only lasted a few seconds. But I I felt as though she was letting me know that she was she was all right. It, it only happened one time. Yeah, one time. And how long after her death did that happen? It was about, I would say, a couple months. Oh, my goodness. Um, that, that You know, pet owners, we are so used to seeing our animals in the house, okay? We're so used to seeing them. It is not uncommon for people, again, for the brain to think you're seeing the shadow of your cat or oh, your I dog. Well, that's the thing. I saw nothing. <laughs> I, felt, I, felt, I felt the depression of, of her landing behind me. Yes, and that's what makes your story yeah. different, is the fact that you yeah. actually saw the depression and you felt her. That's that's really kind of yeah. cool. And I, I, when you said about the smell, I could smell that catty, you know how cats have that catty breath oh, from yeah. their cat food. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I, I know that. Uh, that That's a really cool story, and pet ghost stories, believe it or not, my love, are not that unusual. Oh, I oh for sure. No, yeah. but I mean, it, but yours is is a rare one because you actually saw the depression in the couch where uh, Miss Moneypenny would lounge behind your head. Uh, that exactly. that's that's super cool. Did that give you a feeling of uh, relief? Yeah, peace. It was a little shocking because I related to my husband and he he didn't sense anything, but we both felt, you know, she's at peace. Oh, that's great. Such a, such a sweet cat. We adopted her when she was three. And uh, she made it to be 12, but she was so shy in the beginning, and then she finally warmed up and would, would sit with us. Oh, love cats. Thanks very much, Jane. I uh, appreciate that. Uh, hard to believe it's been almost a year since I had to uh, euthanize Glenna. I, I, I can't believe that. Uh, I don't know where the year has gone. It's been a very fast-moving year. I guess a lot of stuff has been going on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there have been times where, especially at the beginning, so used to seeing her that every time I'd see a shadow in the house, my mind would say, oh, Glenn, oh, no, it's not Glenna. Um, but it wasn't a ghost. It was nothing. It was nothing like that. I did not see my cat in ghost form. But when you see shadows, just innocent little shadows moving along the wall, especially if you've got a black cat or had a black cat, um, your mind tends to go there because you're so used to seeing your little your little buddy uh, traipsing around.